0: In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I love the season of Advent. Um, We used to be very uh, strict Advent purists in our house before we moved to Texas and only put decorations up at the very end of the Advent season. But uh, as we've grown older, now we put so a few things up, like our, our tree with just the lights on, um, and I was so uh, cozy last night looking at our tree and reading Madeline L'Angle's The Irrational Season a book on Advent and with her poetry, and I just was filled with a, um, an irrational hope despite everything that um, people I love are going through and the world is going through, there was a sense of um, expectation, which is what characterizes this season. And so I wanted to share a short poem at the beginning of my uh, sermon from the irrational season. Uh, And I couldn't print out my sermon, so... Because our printer was not working here at the church. So I'm trying to use all my devices. And here it is. It's after Annunciation is the title of this poem. And this section. This is the irrational season When love blooms bright and wild had Mary been filled with reason, there'd have been no room for the child. So that is what Advent is about a waiting, an expectation, a sense of cultivating hope, despite all rational indicators to the contrary. If Mary had been filled with reason, there would have been no room for the child. What sort of irrational, not, un, not, not irrational in terms of um, off-chaotic, uh, but irrational in terms of um, being rooted in God's love and hope and expectation are we um, to let into our lives in this Advent season? What sort of things that have been hard to hold on to do we need to try to get a further grip on? Where do we need to dig deeper into our spiritual core? Into our hearts and heads and um, actions, to 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 be able to spread that word of light in a time of hardship. But not even that. If everything, God shield the joyous. If everything is okay in your world. Then how can we um, take that joy, how can you take that joy and share it in a way that enhances and not diminishes that true joy that is not a Pollyanna, oh, everything's going to be all right, but... Uh, assurance, um, security, um, a assurance, um, security, a trust that God is God and is present with us. And we know that because what we prepare for, what we learn again this season is that God is with us. In a child, in this world, in the spirits and fellowship that surround us. Well, let me get to the scripture. I feel like I'm preaching a sermon on a sermon. <laughs> the scripture um, on this first Sunday of Advent is, is, is intense and it's... Um, uh, strong, and it is also very tender. It is uh, scripture, all three of the Holy Scripture and the Psalm are passages that resonate profoundly at certain times in our lives. And so the first scripture on this first Sunday um, in Advent is from the prophet Isaiah and the resonance that I feel in this scripture that I think one or two of you might also feel at times in your life is the, is the resonance as the longing to want God to come down and fix everything now fix me fix them fix them fix that fix the world God, come down with all your power and might and strength and fix what is broken. And that resonates with me almost every day. I have to wrestle with that. I have to wrestle with that. And that's why we have Advent, because we have to learn to wait in the already-not-yet of God's kingdom. We have to learn how to wait, not passively, but with strength and hope and joy and um, love. There is a profound resonance with me in the scripture today. That resonance is a connection in the heart, mind, and soul, the very spiritual core of our beings that we can identify with. And this word from the prophet Isaiah, I so resonate with. God, who is almighty and all-powerful, come, fix each human being, make us perfect, make us right, make us better, save us from ourselves. But this desire, this longing that is impatient and intolerant, this longing is for God, for God to make the world right again, comes from a place of the deepest desire of God's kingdom to come now and its fullness to come immediately. And yet, in Advent, we learn again how to wait. As we talk about listening actively, we have to wait actively in Lent, working on what we know is true while we trust in God that it will come by and by. This longing comes from a goodness that wants to see the end of war and bombs and pain and corruption and greed and narcissism and the abuse of power and of hate. It's from a goodness that wants to see this healed. And the the energy behind it is a passion that doesn't come from wanting things my way, but struggling with not having what I know God wants for this world right now. So we are taught again in Advent that waiting is not an option we are waiting and we come upon this season to learn again how to wait actively expectantly doing what we can and knowing it's enough the second lesson from first corinthians the first chapter first corinthians has another type of resonance It talks about being enriched in Christ, being strengthened in our spiritual gifts, and being strengthened in fellowship. And I am so pleased to see you all today because that is what I believe we do when we come together in liturgy. We come to be enriched in Christ and in fellowship to get clarity about what our spiritual gifts are so that we may use them to benefit ourselves and each other. We come to be enriched in Christ as the scripture in 1 Corinthians puts it. And in this fellowship we are enriched and we are reminded We are reminded in Advent, as we wait actively, that the simple act of gathering and praying for God's will is what will strengthen us. And in this community, sometimes we are carried in our doubts. Sometimes we're not shining so bright, and others need to shine brightly for us. And sometimes we are the ones that carry others when their life begins to waver. So, we are enriched in Christ with spiritual gifts and strengths, and that is how we wait actively in Advent, in this time in between that is so much longer than we want it to be. And also a time when the world needs the riches of the good news more than we could ever know. In the gospel today, Jesus gives what's called an apocalyptic speech. And it is a strongly worded message. And one of the things that resonates so deeply with me from this gospel is the action, the act of looking for signs. Looking for signs of change, looking for signs of God's presence looking for signs of salvation and of goodness every day in ways ordinary and in the extraordinary. I look for signs, and that is a way that we are taught to wait again in Advent, to be reminded to keep awake, to be aware, to be alert, so that we can see those signs of God's kingdom on Earth as it is in heaven. Now I need to be reminded about looking for signs and staying awake and being alert because at this time in my life, I am very, very fond of naps. (laughs) But that's not what keep awake, keep alert means. These three resonances that I've highlighted of the longing that things happen now and we need to wait and learn how to wait, of the gift that is given to us of being enriched in Christ, strengthened in this fellowship and by the use of our spiritual gifts and this resonance of looking for signs is a way in which to keep Advent and to prepare for the coming of the kingdom and for the coming of Christ in our gospel it says to be especially alert especially awake especially aware in the evening at midnight at cockcrow and at dawn and i think that these are very important moments because in the evening You come home tired from work or tired from a day's uh, labor and activities. At midnight, if you're up, you could be a night owl or you could be experiencing tension or worry. When the cock crows is when the dawn is coming but is not yet here. And at dawn is where we need to feed our cat, right? No? (laughs) The dawn is where all of the practical things that we have to do come to mind, but also The dawn is where hope is renewed. So, this Advent season, look for signs to be aware, to be alert, to keep awake. Keep awake in the evening when you may be tired. But keep awake, keep alert, in your trust in God. At midnight, keep awake. Keep alert to the beauty in the depth of darkness. When the cock crows, keep awake to the possibility of. Hope and at dawn, grab on to hope again. I turn to Madeline Langle once again, and she wrote First, in his first coming, Christ did not wait till the world was ready, till men and nations were at peace. He came when the heavens were unsteady and prisoners cried out for release. He did not wait for perfect time. He came when need was deep and great. He dined with sinners in their grime, turned water into wine. He did not wait till hearts were pure. In joy he came to a tarnished world of sin and doubt. To a world like ours of anguish shame he came, and his light would not go out. He came to a world which did not mesh to heal its tangles, shield its scorn. In mystery of the word made flesh, the maker of the stars was born. We cannot wait till the world is sane to raise our songs with joyful voice. For to share our grief, to touch our pain, He came with love. Rejoice, rejoice. So we keep watch. We keep awake this first Sunday of Advent 2024, learning to wake with trust, Searching for beauty, for hope, for possibility. And with hope that God's love permeates the world. We trust that God's love permeates the world. We see the beauty of God's love permeating the world. We see and hope God's love permeating the world. And we see all the possibilities of God's love which permeates the world, and we are called to make room in our hearts, in our actions, in our community, in our liturgies, and in our interactions for that truth, that God's love permeates this world to survive. And for this, I watch and wait with expectant hope Amen.